0: to the meaning of home podcast where we discuss the complexities and connections between home and homelessness i'm your host sarah christou and as always with me is the podcast's producer dave angel we are doctoral researchers at loughborough university part of the harnessing opportunities for meaningful environments center for doctoral training for short the home cdt we are a cohort of seven phd projects Approaching concepts of home and homelessness through a creative lens to build understanding from multiple perspectives. Our transdisciplinary team includes architects, activists and artists. Rethinking the relationships between power, policy and the material realities of home and homelessness to develop impactful new research. Every month, we'll bring a new episode with a range of guests to provide commentary and conversation on different themes about home and homelessness. This is our first episode, and so fittingly, the theme is beginnings. We'll be finding out more about the Home CDT, its purpose and aim. The launch of this podcast with our first episode also marks the one-year anniversary of when the Home CDT began. Today, we are delighted to be joined by Professor Rebecca Kane, Professor Vicky Haynes, and Dr Ksenia Chimutina, all academics from Loughborough University and part of the HOME CDT. Rebecca is Professor of Transdisciplinary Design and the Associate Dean for Enterprise in the School of Design and Creative Arts at Loughborough University. She is the Director of the HOME CDT And Rebecca's research interests are driven by transdisciplinary practices to bring together disciplines in creative ways in design research with the goal of improving people's experiences and ultimately their well-being. Her research uses creative and highly participatory methods to engage people and organisations in co-creating new experiences for services and environments. Vicky co-leads the Design for Future Living Lab in the School of Design and Creative Arts and is Associate Dean of Research within the school. She has worked extensively on projects with commercial and industrial partners, as well as other academics on user-centred design and energy. Her research focuses on how people interact with their environment and the products and services they use, particularly in the domestic energy field. She is co-director of the Home CDT. Finally, Ksenia is a reader in Sustainable and Resilience Urbanism and Director of Equality, Diversity and Inclusion for the School of Architecture, Building and Civil Engineering at Loughborough University. She is a critical disaster scholar researching the processes of disaster risk creation under the pressures of urbanisation and climate change in the context of neoliberalism. Ksenia uses her work to draw attention to the fact that disasters are not natural and is a co-host of the podcast Disasters Deconstructed, a series which is now becoming required listening on several university courses. She is also the co-director of the Home CDT. Thank you so much. I can't wait to hear from all three of you about how the HOME CDT began and how things have progressed as we're marking the one-year anniversary. Let's get started. So, um, Rebecca, if I could come to you first, could you tell us what is the HOME CDT and why was it created?
1: Hi, Sarah. So, firstly, the CDT stands for Centre for Doctoral Training. So for anyone who's unfamiliar with that, um, it's where we bring together a group of PhD projects around a central theme. So the HOME bit stands for Harnessing Opportunities for Meaningful Environments. But at its heart, what we're trying to do is rethink homelessness and the idea of home through a series of different projects which tackle the, the issue from different perspectives. So it's a transdisciplinary CDT. Basically it's about bringing together different perspectives from different disciplines to look at how we can use creative methods to understand and give voice to people who have experienced homelessness. What we ultimately hope to be able to do is to influence policy um, through increasing empathy with people who have experienced homelessness. Great thank you and if I could just pick up on
0: one thing that you said was um, at the start was that it's rethinking home and homelessness is there a reason why you think there is a need to rethink it or what has kind of uh, led to that suggestion of rethinking it as a subject area
1: so I I think I've sort of grappled with this quite a bit because I think people tend to think you can tackle homelessness. You know, we're going to we're going to tackle it as a problem. I don't think you can tackle homelessness. Um, And it was actually a conversation fairly recently with one of one of the researchers in the CDT who used the word rethinking. And I thought, actually, that's a better way of doing it. We we do need to rethink what it means because homelessness and sense of home are different for different people. And we need to understand what those different experiences look like. So I think as well that homelessness has a particular image attached to it. We tend to think of people visibly homeless, rough sleeping on the streets, whereas we know, and especially now through our research, that people experience homelessness in many different forms. Um, from emotional homelessness to kind of having a home but not feeling at home, homes that move, homes that they lose and gain and therefore we need to sort of I think change some of the vocabulary around how we think and talk about homelessness.
0: Ksenia I can see you nodding along there I I think maybe on that point of language and use of language and terminology and Ah, uh, what the importance is there in terms of coming back to that idea of rethinking home and homelessness? Um, are these two different ideas?
2: Yeah, it's it's all very complicated and very difficult. And I just want to re-emphasize what Rebecca said about the policy impact that is extremely important. But also, when it comes to language and the concept, um, the topic of homelessness and vulnerability in general is actually very much under-theorized. We almost treat it as a kind of technocratic issue that does the tackling, right, and I use it in quotation marks, that we can almost kind of solve top down, which is of course um, not the case. But because we assume that this is an applied topic and because we under-theorize it, that technocratic approach remains there, even in research, and it is important, you know, the kind of the tackling, in quotation marks, again, the technical part, the policy solutions are important, but when we talk about concepts, it's really critical that we engage with the disciplines beyond sociology, where homelessness very often sits, right, or uh, beyond human geography, again, where we kind of see uh, bits and bobs, you know, of homelessness here, here and there. Um, and to me personally, you know, I come from disaster studies um, and I, I do focus on theories of disasters and I can see this parallel between labeling people as vulnerable, labeling people as weak, um, like we do very often with people who do not have homes. And therefore, it gives us power over them instead of allowing us to give power to these people and really give them voices and learn from them. Empathy is really, is such an important word, right? It's such an important thing that I think we are actually lacking uh, in academia as in general, uh, because we feel that, you know, (laughs) we're experts, right? We know it all. What could homeless or vulnerable people tell us? Um, And hopefully through the CDT, we can actually challenge this quite a bit because we I already seen that listening to people and really engaging with people who do not have homes is really challenging how we understand home right and understand the emotion around home
0: absolutely and um, I think maybe that then speaks to the point of maybe we're also trying to get to co-collaboration co-design as well and and if there's a role for that. And Vicky, I know you work a lot in co-design code uh, in terms of user-centred design in your research and whether there's an element of that um, for the home CDT and how that might challenge these ideas that Ksenia was talking about.
3: Yeah, thanks, Sarah. It's so important to be able to listen to our, you know, the range of stakeholders. And as, as Ksenia said, that the voices of, People who are experiencing homelessness in in all of its forms are very often missed. Homelessness is a topic that's often focused at a housing um, from a housing perspective. Let's provide shelter for people. Let's provide hostels or you know um, temporary accommodation, without really thinking about what that lived experience of of home is like. So what what the meaning of um, Living in somewhere that you can call home. What what's that feeling like? And those those questions are never asked of people. It, it's kind of we'll we'll give somebody a shelter, and then that's 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 sorted. And what we're trying to do is understand much more deeply what what that really means for that lived experience. You know what what can those people who are experiencing those um those changes of home, that changes of accommodation, um really tell us about whether their needs are being met or not? And that that is essentially is a user-centred approach. It's it's less, let's ask those people what they really think.
0: It sounds, you know, that there's not just a single focus going on here. And and perhaps the whole point of the CDT is that there are multiple projects and multiple areas of research and backgrounds. And uh, Rebecca, if you could, tell us a bit more about um the purpose of the cdt in terms of having these seven different projects how that was developed and what the ultimate goal is in terms of the impact of of working in a cdt
1: i guess the the projects kind of came about through thinking about a sort of continuum if you like of 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 losing and gaining home and various points in between. So we were interested in, in looking at kind of different types of homelessness experienced by different types of people. And so th- when we were creating the CDT we as we started to build a group of kind of interested collaborators academic collaborators we asked people to kind of basically put forward a project idea which they might be interested in exploring based on a on a mix of of different supervisors and, and their expertise and i think when the when the projects kind of came back <laughs> to me kind of looking at them was able to sort of see this kind of continuum um so it kind of makes more sense if i tell you a little bit more about of the projects like the first one is kind of loss of home then we have reconstructing home uh transient home adaptable home in between home emotional home and then homely home and 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 they're just very short kind of titles which we've given our projects because they make sense to us as a team and and it's a lot easier than reading out the full title um but it, it positions them i guess in a kind of in an interesting space where you can start to explore the the sort of the time dimension I guess with homelessness because it's a changing state you know you can have a home and then you can you lose your home and then regain maybe a different home so it's kind of what do all of those experiences mean to different people the critical thing I think with the way we've developed the projects as well in the cdt where that we collaborated with partners as well so because it's a transdisciplinary cdt which means that we don't just bring together different academic disciplines and the disciplines we've already got come from design creative arts architecture and in- innovation um but we've also got a really good network of of collaborators from local charities and housing organizations and um town councils as well who who helped us when we were writing this in terms of just making sure that we were pitching this at the right level i think we've always been quite conscious as researchers that we don't want to parachute in and do research on people it's always got to be with people and in a way where the impact is genuinely meaningful and will add value to them
0: So, Vicky, pulling that out a bit more, um, you have extensive experience in terms of working on projects with commercial industrial partners as well as academics. And um, the idea of taking that research out to have practical applicability, what is kind of the hope of the impact of having this group of seven projects as well working alongside each other rather than uh, these typically kind of silo PhD projects?
3: Quite clearly, having seven projects in a topic area allows us to share knowledge, share our experiences um, and also share our our interactions with our partners. But we create a a sum of the parts, a whole that is greater than the sum of the parts um, because we are able to really learn from one project to another, share the approaches that we're taking I know the doctor researchers share literature, they have conversations, the um, discussions that people are having allow people to kind of progress much more as a whole. And as a cohort, we also have um, kind of more impact because of the size of the group that we have. And I think that then gives us opportunities to interact with commercial partners, industrial partners, the third sector and so on, policymakers, um, in a way that maybe an individual researcher wouldn't Um, And so, you know, the collection of really exciting, vibrant doctoral researchers, but also equally interesting expert supervisors allows us all to be able to learn collectively about a topic instead of, perhaps just using our perspective that is, is um, our kind of traditional view. I, I've personally found it really helpful to be able to hear a kind of a broader view, a different disciplinary idea and, and so on, on on a single problem. So we're, we're looking at this topic from lots of different perspectives. And clearly that benefits us, but that also benefits those, those external partners. And, you know, we're, we're trying to offer something that has some value and the, the volume of information that we're collecting hopefully then doesn't just rely on one person providing a bit of value. We've got a whole group of us trying to provide that value. And that becomes much more attractive to those to those third parties.
0: And I suppose here we are for the podcast. Right. So what you just said relates to why we started podcast too, to bring in different expertise, to have different discussions uh, involving perspectives and ideas that um, are different from our own from other backgrounds and also from across different sectors as well Um, and to ensure that that benefits our external partners and to offer value and um, which you know as I said that's kind of why we've started this podcast too. Uh, Vicky did you want to add
3: a point there? This is an unusual approach to this particular problem you know we've we're taking this kind of um slightly different approach to looking at homelessness. This is not a kind of a standard way of addressing homelessness by taking a kind of a creative methods approach by participatory um, engagement and so on. so what we're we're hoping is that this provides a fresh perspective into a topic rather than just kind of trying to build on um, you know existing approaches. I think we're we're trying to look to see if we can break. You know have a kind of paradigm shift perhaps in in thinking um around the topic of homelessness and that that's what we're really trying to hope to bring and the the number of people we've got in in that in the cdt means that you know there's a good chance of us um having some some really good successes
0: so challenging the norm and receive typically received wisdom i suppose is an important aspect across a lot of the research areas um, Uh, Ksenia, I wonder if you could speak to that point and perhaps how that is important to the CDT or is it and what your interest was, what drew you also to participate and um, the purpose that you see in terms of having this multiple transdisciplinary approach and a fresh perspective.
2: Thanks, Sarah. Well, challenging the norm is what excites me, you know, so <laughs> this is this is why I'm in academia, right? That's what gets me up uh, in the morning. And also shout out to Fali Palelogu, who is, of course, one of our colleagues um, in the supervisory team. She involved me. Uh, so I blame her for everything. <laughs> uh, no, it's absolutely. And the reason I got involved um, in this project because is because... I was so fascinated by the idea of a cohort of researchers who would come from very different backgrounds and who would be supervised by us academics from very different backgrounds. You know, some we're, we're in different schools. We all have been through very different journeys, I think, in our careers, and working together is so interesting because. Well, PhD for researchers, PhD process is really quite isolating. For many of us, it has been, you know, and it remains for for, for others. And working as a cohort, I feel, is such an interesting exercise in how to develop academic collaboration early on. I remember thinking about Catherine McKittrick, who is, uh, she's a black feminist geographer, and she kind of really encourages to transgress disciplinary traditions, right? So she really calls for research that is, um invariably without precision it almost undoes the challenges right and i feel that what we we can do here we can undo the norms we can undo the disciplines and so we will end up i hope with not just new discipline this is this is not the idea right but instead we we could create ideas that are really quite interhuman right sort of intergeographical inter um interecological so it's everything that transects um, all the ideas that we have and and that that is the fun part for me intellectually
0: the running theme of this uh, CDT is the approach is different the the um, rethinking home and homelessness is different, the different perspectives, but maybe another difference is that challenge of the practicality of collaboration and having so many people involved on top of the challenge of doing that during a pandemic.
1: Yeah, so I guess when we're not just rethinking homelessness, we're rethinking how to do PhDs as well. So um, yeah, so when I think the proposal was written probably about almost three years ago now I think because it from when we got the funding it took then Covid pandemic hit I think it took another two years until you all started and um, so we we just couldn't whilst everything was kind of going wrong in the world we couldn't really start because we didn't we just didn't know what how to do it what PhD recruitment would look like um through that time but as we started to sort of um Realised that, well, actually, we're going to just have to adapt how we do this and do it anyway. We, by that point, had obviously got really used to collaborating online with teaching and research in everyday life anyway. So this the CDT naturally kind of started online. and And I think in a way it's actually been a really positive thing. So I think when it when it came to kind of recruiting researchers, Um, none of you live locally your homes are all over the UK which I think is actually excellent because that brings really different different perspectives into this again depending on where you kind of already live and actually a lot of the collaboration that we do we can do it online we can have meetings online we can we can talk Um, and because we all got so used to using Microsoft Teams we 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 I know as, as a cohort, you communicate a lot through that and, and and we use that, I think, really effectively to keep the cohort kind of going.
0: But alongside that as well, there's the importance of home itself. Um, when the majority of us were forced to, had to stay home, I suppose, during different experiences of lockdown, really focused the mind then in terms of talking about um Issues and complexities around home and homelessness, and that being able to stay home and having that as a um, as an important part of of our lives over the last year and a half, two years was a privilege as well. I'd like to bring Vicky in here to, to talk about how she also got involved with the Home CDT and and why it matters to you as well.
3: Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Um, it, my background in research has been about looking at how the home contributes to energy demand. And, you know, in terms of climate change, there's another huge problem, a huge problem that, you know, we're trying to bring new methods to try and tackle. And I've spent a lot of time looking at how people live in their homes, and what they do and, and how they interact with Um, the space but also the technology and 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 interact you know between homes as well Um, and the pandemic was a really good example of how people changed the use of their homes that um, it wasn't just a a kind of a, a space you occasionally went to it became you know it became the epicenter of our worlds and that consequently had you know changed changed our different understanding of the meaning of home and I and I think I've I've spent a lot of time working on projects with um, engineers who are looking at technical solutions to try and um, address energy demand and, and, you know, to reduce our carbon emissions. And and this became an opportunity to to spend more time um, thinking about some of those wider issues, not just about can we provide a bit of technology that will address this? um, and, And is that acceptable? Is it appealing to people? Can they interact with it? But actually, what does that really mean? How 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 do how do we see our home? You know, what's important about it? And, and that obviously shapes how we then live in our in our spaces and, and what we do and what we want, you know, what we find acceptable and not. So I think it was, you know, I moved from that. I've moved from that kind of space into knowing a lot about home as a as a building, as a space through to much more about that meaning that meaning of home and I think that that's the you know the key aspect for me and
2: i feel that What we explore in in the projects here in in the CDT and in some projects in particular, as we know, um, talks to that, right? We are looking not at the impact, but at what home is, what homelessness is and why we end up here. So what it is as a society we do wrong, what it is as powerful um, people people in privileged positions, um, w- what do we do wrong and how we can get it right without pushing the responsibility um, of creating homes and tackling, in quotation marks, uh, homelessness to those who have been marginalized and oppressed by the societal norms, right? By the way that, that we function um, as, as a society unpacking that I think we could also say
0: um, part of the stereotype of homelessness is that there is this focus on the individualization of the problem or that it is down to um, each person in terms of putting themselves in this position whereas a lot of what our research is talking about is these are systemic structural issues that adversely affect those who have been marginalised and actually those structural problems are ignored so as to focus on it's the individual who has caused their own problem of homelessness. Thank you so much that was a really interesting conversation and if we could just end on a last question for each of you
1: uh,
0: which is what does home mean to you? Ksenia, if I could come to you first.
2: To answer this question, I want to read a very short quote from James Baldwin's uh, Giovanni's Room. And I quote, perhaps home is not a place, but simply an irrevocable condition. End of quote. Uh, And I think about this a lot. So to me, home is the place where I can be myself, where I can have that condition of me, of my emotion. Thank you. And Vicky, what does home mean to you? I
0: think
3: it it obviously means the kind of maybe perhaps more obvious things of safety and comfort. But I think it's much more relevant to think about experiences, memories, um, sensations, those sorts of things. And ultimately, that revolves around people. And so I think uh, the combination of those different factors makes home for me. And finally, Rebecca, what does home mean to you?
1: So for, for me, it's really simple. It, it, it's where my family is. So it, it's it's my kids and, and my husband and, and where, wherever we all are, it is, is home. And I, I've always really enjoyed building home. I've built a house, I've renovated houses and that sense of being able to create a space where my family can, can grow up. That's that's what home is to me.
0: That brings us to the end of this episode. We would like to thank our guests, Professor Rebecca Kane, Professor Vicky Haynes and Dr Ksenia Chimutina for joining us and sharing their thoughts. On our next episode, we'll be joined by Peter Garden, director of This Great Adventure, and Holly Turpin, a fellow doctoral researcher in the Home CDT, to discuss the theme of empathy. For more information about our work, please visit... Meaningofhome.uk, and you can follow us on Twitter at MeaningofhomeLU. Remember to share our podcast, and of course, thank you all for listening to The Meaning of Home. This podcast was created by The Home CDT. It was produced and edited by Dave Angel and the music is by the Angel Brothers. All ideas expressed in this podcast are those of the individual. The meaning of home is brought to you by doctoral researchers at Loughborough University.